Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the How to Sleep podcast. As the UK starts the slow process of coming out of another lockdown, and I know that other countries are also still imposing restrictions, there's lots of coverage in the media of how much sleep has been affected by the pandemic and specifically by restrictions in our lives. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about three things that you can look out for so that you don't inadvertently make your sleep issue worse or if you have developed a new sleep issue since the pandemic started, then some ideas about what might have triggered it and perhaps where you can start to look in tackling this issue. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. What's interesting about life before the pandemic is that normally when people want to fix their sleep issue, there are often lifestyle factors that they need to work around. So for example, people have to be up at a certain time in the morning to be at work at a certain time. They may have so much to get ready in the morning and then time commuting or getting children to school that the morning times can be really busy and demanding. And when we're out and about all day, it's hard to find time for rest. We have to keep going. So these are just examples, but there are often limitations on how much you can actually make adjustment to your day. And as a sleep coach, I'm used to having these conversations with clients about what's practicable, what's possible, and of course, where compromises can be made. Now, ironically, being forced to be more centered around our homes, working from home, not taking the children to school, cancelling off social events and classes, all these things in theory could actually increase the chances that we sleep better because we're all much more in control of our own timetable, we've got less demands on our time, uh, we've got more time to spend in the comfortable and relaxing surroundings of our own home. So these are some reasons why in theory lockdowns or shelter in place orders or whatever you know them as could actually be useful to you in getting consistent good quality sleep. It's actually a good time to tackle your sleep issue in theory. And of course, I'm sure that there are people that have found that they slept better in these new circumstances. But this hasn't been the case for everyone. And so in this episode, I want to focus on three reasons why I think this might be. So the first thing, linking on from the episode I did last week on sleep as a 24-hour process is that COVID restrictions disrupt our normal routine. So it didn't really matter that our old routine may have been really busy and our new routine might be quieter. Just the disruption itself can throw out our sleep because now we've lost what rhythm and pattern we might have had before. So if I give you an example, before COVID restrictions, many of you would have been getting up, say, to commute to work, and you would have been getting up at a similar time, if not the exact same time, for say five days out of seven. So you were forming some structure around your day. And similarly, you might have been leaving work and coming home at a similar time each each day. 
once you start homeworking, or perhaps you're not going to work at all right now, you might have stopped this rigid pattern. Uh, and maybe you stop setting an alarm altogether, for example. And so everything is a bit looser. It's a bit less rigid. Another example is the time that you go to bed. Has that changed? Uh, it could be that you, again, because you're getting up for work, you are sticking to a pattern and now you're not. Another thing that could be different is napping. Perhaps you were going out to work before and you didn't have the opportunity to nap, but now you're at home, you're napping because you think that this could be helpful because it increases the amount of time that you spend asleep overall, but it could inadvertently disrupt your overall sleep pattern and in fact make your sleep issue worse. So all in all, these are just examples, but in summary, not having your usual routine in place and your regular life appointments that act as almost like markers in the day and in our week and set your routine, that can lead us to either disturb our routine or wreck our routine completely so that we have no real routine. And this can disrupt our body clock, our daily rhythm, which in turn disrupts our sleep pattern. Now, like I said, if you want more detail on why sleep is a 24 hour process and intrinsically linked to our daily routine and why it matters that we have a routine, then I talked about this on last week's episode So do go back and listen to this one if you haven't already. The second thing that I've observed that people seem to be doing less of, and I will definitely put myself in this category, is going outside. Many of us are spending much more time inside because obviously we don't have as many things to go out for as we did before. And in fact, I look back now at my pre-COVID life and it seems in retrospect that we never stopped. Work, school, our business, the kids, classes, visiting people, shopping, we always seem to have something to get up for, somewhere to go, some something to do, and this often involved us going outside. The reason that going outside is so relevant to sleep is that our brains use the variation in light levels to help us detect the right time to go to sleep and to be awake. So in other words, the brain is looking for the daylight to know it's time to wake up and the night time to know it's time to get ready for sleep and then ultimately to go to sleep. And again, this links to my earlier point about sleep being part of a daily cycle. What I think is not so obvious to people, and again, I include myself in this when I had my sleep issue, is that scientists think that when you're inside all day, it can actually make it harder for your brain to tell when it's shifting from night to day and day to night. And this sounds strange because obviously when you're at home, you open the curtains and you let the light in and your home is clearly lighter in the daytime than at nighttime. And so consciously, for our conscious mind, we have a very clear indication of when it's day and when it's night and we've got the clock and we know. But some scientists have completed studies which suggest that the extent to which we get a difference of brightness and darkness over the day when we spend all our time indoors could be much less than if we were actually living outside all the time or going outside more frequently. So for example, being inside in the day can expose you to a lower light level than if you were outside in the sun. And at nighttime when you're inside, you're probably putting on the electric lights and then that's obviously much lighter than it would be outside at nighttime. So our brain is designed to detect and then respond to changes in light levels in order to set our 24 hour body clock. And this in turn, like I've said, helps support regular sleep patterns. So when we have nowhere to go, we tend to stay in more and this could affect how easily our brain is detecting this day night cycle 
And then in turn, that could make it harder for us to get sleepy when we want to be sleepy and awake when we want to be awake. The final reason that I believe could be affecting your ability to sleep is a general increase in worry or low level anxiety or stress that living through a pandemic has brought us. Now, for some people, COVID-19 has brought some significant obvious things to worry about. So it could be health, it could be finances if your work has been affected. It could be concerns about family members who are having to manage on their own, for example, when they usually get lots of company or support. And there could be a multitude of new problems or concerns that you've got, and they're obviously going to have an impact on your sleep. But for some of you, it will be less obvious. It will be less visible. And this is something we probably don't talk about enough. This low level, almost hidden anxiety or worry, or even maybe it's just an increase in things to think about. It could just be the discomfort of change and the feeling of uncertainty about the future that we all seem to have at the minute. Even if there's nothing tangible that you can say, oh yes, here is how my life has got worse. For example, some of you on one level might be enjoying the slower pace of life that living under restrictions actually forces upon you. So I know that I'm secretly loving the fact that Um, I can't be out and about on the go all the time like I used to be. So it makes me chill out a bit more. It makes me relaxed. But still, even though I can't point to this area of my life and say, oh yeah, COVID has made my life worse. But still, the sense of uncertainty and the sort of doom and gloom that's coming at you over social media and the news. And in the UK, we've had loads of swapping and changing of the positions several times. So we've had to go into restrictions. Then we came out of restrictions and everyone was like, yay, things are looking better. And then it was like, oh no, wait, it's all getting worse again. We've got to go into restrictions again. So we've gone back and forth a few times. And even if nothing else happens, this change, this uncertainty, it drives in my mind a low level of stress or anxiety. And sometimes it's just that we're thinking about things more or we're reading the news more, or we're spending more time on social media, picking up that general negative vibe. So all these things for me can, in turn, increase our thoughts at night. And then, as you know, your own thoughts at night can really disrupt your sleep. So in summary, these are three reasons that I think could be impacting people who are subject to COVID restrictions and disrupting normal sleep patterns, either resulting in a new sleep issue or an existing sleep issue getting worse. So your takeaway action for this week is to think about if any of these three things have been affecting you. And if so, what can you do to help reverse this? So to recap, the three things were a disruption in your daily routine or a lack of daily routine, spending less time outside than you normally do, or increased worry or anxiety, or simply an increase in thinking about things or being exposed to the collective more negative mood. Take care and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources link in the show notes or follow me on instagram at nikki.blakeman wishing you a peaceful night's sleep